Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today is episode 70. We're going to be talking about shoes today, shoes, sneakers, different types of footwear. Um, and the first thing I'm going to tell you is that I'm certainly no expert in footwear, but I have seen a lot of feet in my uh, in my experience. And um, th- there's a lots of little tidbits of information that could be helpful when you take a look at somebody's shoe. And uh, you may recognize something that may tell you it's time to uh, make some sort of a change or to help this person along. So, But before we get started, I'd like to hear a word from our sponsor. And we'll be back in just a flash do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time a main doctor and the company he founded mainly technology group have created a high-tech all-terrain chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue the easy glider sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized created by dr lee thibodeau the easy glider is also frictionless lightweight warm extremely durable and wicks away moisture the socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today we talk shoes. Um, like I said earlier, uh, you know... Shoes can be quite difficult to assess and evaluate, and it's important that we evaluate shoes, um, especially if you spend a lot of time treating feet um, and knee issues. Um, but you know, if you're a, a, a you know primary care provider, you're seeing patients come in and out. Um, we can't spend a ton of time evaluating a shoe uh, and going through that. I mean, we could spend days. Uh, talking about different types of shoes. I mean, when I was a kid, there were a couple different brands out there. I think Nike and Reebok um, and Converse was a big uh, brand of sneaker. Uh, but uh, now there's there's shoes of all sorts. There's sneakers of all sorts. Um, they're they 3D printing insoles now, and they're they're making shoes out of plastic, 100% recycled plastic. Um, it's just amazing at, at how the technology has changed everything. So it is very very difficult to put the perfect shoe on. The perf- on the perfect person, but let's talk today about a few things that uh, could give us some information about, you know, what uh, what kind of red flags we should look at, or you know, it's time to change a shoe. Um, so the first thing I'm going to mention is 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 the shoe tied or not when the patient comes in? Are they the type of person who doesn't bend over and tie their shoe every time they put it on? That tells you a little something. Number one, you want a shoe that is laced up and holding up against the foot really well because not only does the insole help to support and, and keep your foot in a good position or an orthotic that's in your shoe, but that shoe helps to hold your foot comfortably on that insole. And so it's important that you unlace and lace your shoe each time. The other thing that happens if you're not unlacing the shoe and you're putting it on is you're really scraping up the back of the heel uh, quite a bit. And I've seen people with retrocalcaneal bursitis or Achilles tendonitis um, develop problems because they are not unlacing their shoes when they take them off. They're just putting the, the foot 
you know, up against the other foot, scraping it off and then just scraping that foot back in there. So take a look at that heel counter. Take a look at the back of the shoe where the heel uh, goes into it. If that is all worn out, sometimes there's a hard plastic uh, material in there or a piece of leather, and that can be scraping up against the back of the person's heel. I have seen this. Um, most of the people who come in with a retrocalcaneal bursitis um, have it because of an abnormal amount of compression on the back of the heel. So um, a wearing of the back of the shoe where the cushioning is gone um, is a real cause of a retrocalcaneal issue. Um, so make sure you take a look at that. Um, you know, ask your patient if they come in with foot pain, how many pairs of shoes have they gone through to try to deal with their foot problem? All right. Now, I did a little experiment. I went into some shoe stores recently, and I asked the people in charge of the shoes, um, you know, how many people come in and say, I have a foot problem, I need to get a shoe. And the answer was overwhelmingly most of the people who go in to buy shoes. It was very rare that they see people coming in just saying, oh, I just need another pair of shoes. There's usually some sort of biomechanical foot problem. They have plantar fasciitis, they have heel pain, they have, you know, tingling in their toes, or they feel like there's a quote unquote bunched up sensation underneath the forefoot. Um, and so that tells us a little something. Okay. It tells us that there are a lot of people out there with foot problems and it's not always the shoe. So I ask a patient who comes in, who's had maybe some chronic foot pain, maybe before I do an orthotic or before I do treatment, how many shoes have you gone through? I've had people come in and I kid you not spend two to $3,000 on different types of shoes to try to deal with their foot pain. And it's amazing. They'll say that it didn't matter what shoe they wore. It just never got better. Um, and you put them on a stretching program for their calf and their plantar fasciitis goes away in about a week. And um, they feel pretty um, stupid for having spent that much money on, on shoes and inserts and insoles. But patients don't know, okay? They just think they, they, it's easy to blame it on the shoe um, and they don't know. So ask them that. Um, because sometimes it doesn't matter what you put on them for a shoe or what you put on them for an insert. If they've gone through many different types, um, they just may be a person who is just not um, going to be compliant with getting some sort of shoe wear on there. So make sure that uh, you, you ask that question. That can tell you a lot. Now, take a look at the uh, shoe. Put the shoe up on a solid surface. Take a look at it from the back, okay? If the heels are collapsed to the outside and they've worn the whole lateral side of the shoe, they could have a calcaneal valgus issue. I mean, a calcaneal varus issue, I'm sorry. And they're just wearing down that that lateral um, aspect of the bottom of the shoe and it wears down. Sometimes they spend too much time on the lateral side of the foot and the whole outer side of that um, outsole is um, is worn down. And as that continues to go, the foot continues to invert uh, and they continue to roll and roll and roll. And so they may need to be put into a new shoe. Um, you know, we don't we don't change our shoes often enough. You know, I'm a big advocate of changing your shoes every six months to a year if you don't walk much. If you're an aggressive runner, every three to six months. Um, if you're really overweight and you're on your feet a lot, that shoe is going to break down and wear down a lot faster, okay? So making sure that you're uh, you're not into a shoe too long is very, very important. Um, the other thing I like to do with the shoe is I like to grab the heel and I like to grab the forefoot area and I like to bend it you know, straight forward, front to back, bend it, and I like to twist it. Um, 
there are shoes out there that kind of look pretty and, and look cool and everything, but they have really no stability. And if you're a person with a foot problem, you probably need something that has a better sole to it uh, and something that's a little bit more rigid on the outer sole, um, especially if you're somebody who has like plantar fasciitis and maybe you're um, a carpenter or you're an electrician and you're standing on the rung of a ladder all the time. Um, you need something in the sole that is very solid so it doesn't compress the uh, arch and uh, cause more trauma there. So having a good uh, sole is very important. There are all kinds of different types of soles out there. Um, I'm a big advocate of a rocker bottom type shoe for people who have had ankle fusions or they have a, um, let's say they've got a, a, a hallux rigidus that's very painful or arthritis in the first um, metatarsal phalangeal joint. Those folks don't do very well um, when they are, uh, you know, extending that toe. So when you get a solid soled rocker bottom shoe, um, that can really make a remarkable difference. And this is what I tell people. If they are a candidate for that type of shoe, I tell them, go to a store where they have these types. Um, try it on. You'll know within five minutes if you're going to get relief from using that type of shoe just because that sole is kind of nice and solid. It's got a nice rocker to it and it compensates for um, the lack of ankle range of motion. And if you don't have good toe extension, that will really help to kind of get you to roll over a little bit better. Um, so, but before we continue, I'd like to uh, take another moment here to have a word from our sponsors and then we'll be back. We'll be uh, talking shoes and insoles and much more. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit easyslant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, shoes, shoes, and more shoes. Uh, it, it's difficult. It's complicated. Um, it's interesting uh, because, you know, people will come in with a history of metatarsalgia, Morton's neuroma, maybe a hallux valgus, and uh, maybe they've blamed it on wearing high heel shoes forever. Uh, I always tell people that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because, Certain people like to be in certain types of shoes. It doesn't matter how bad they feel. Um, and high-heeled shoes are something that have really contributed to um, foot pain and knee pain, back pain, hip pain. Um, but they, it's very, very difficult to take people out of high-heeled shoes for some reason and to get them into something a little more level, something that has a little bit better stability to it. Um, so let's talk about other factors here. Um one of the things that I find is that a shoe that has a heel that is too narrow um, can also be somewhat troublesome, not just a high heel or anything like that, but just a, a heel that is narrower than the rest of the shoe. And what I find is that that heel rocks quite a bit when you walk. It can put you at high risk of getting Achilles tendonitis. It also can put you at high risk of spraining your ankle. And if you are um, somebody who has like loss of balance 
or uh, instability in coordination, then really having a wider bottom shoe is better um, just to give you that better stability when you're walking. Um, and that's that's really important. Um, you know, what? take a look inside that shoe. You know, what's the what's the worst thing you've ever found in a shoe? I'd love for you to send me that message on Orthoi Valpal and uh, go to our Get In Touch page. Shoe, just put in there, you know, whatever it is you've ever found in a shoe that a patient has had. Um, I have found earrings. I found uh, 22 gun shell casings um, and, uh, you know, pieces of of rubber from the toys that you know dogs have chewed up and things like that and oftentimes these people don't even know that it's in there so make sure that you know if they're diabetic or they have losses of protective sensation that um, you check inside that shoe make sure there's nothing in there to cause any problems um, take that insole out of the shoe uh, every once in a while take a peek at that um, you know if the forefoot uh, where the ball of the foot is is all worn out sometimes um, chewed right through a uh, to the right down to the bottom of the shoe, um, you know they're probably too tight in the calf, and they're they're getting a lot of whipping when they're walking. They're spending too much time on the metatarsals, and uh, this increased friction um, will break down the shoe. And those types of people are those who are at risk of you know metatarsal uh, problems uh, and uh, stress fractures, Morton's neuroma, and uh, and those types of issues. So uh, do take a look at that insole. It can really paint a picture of how much uh, weight the patient is distributing. Uh, in a certain part of the shoe. Um, you know, what kind of odor is coming out of that shoe? Uh, some people um, really have a great way of uh, growing bacteria in there, especially if their shoes get really wet. And if they are at high risk of uh, problems or they have maybe a... Um, um, an ingrown toenail that is infected and they've got a shoe that ha- that's full of bacteria. Uh, I would, I would, you know, caution them about that. Maybe it's time for a new pair of shoes just to help decrease their risk of uh, further injury. Um, so, um, that's all I've got on shoes today. I'm sure I could uh, bring somebody on and we could um, talk shoes all day long, especially shoe specialists. Um, but I want you to just remember those few things, okay, that I talked about today. The stiffness of the shoe uh, sole. Take a look at the insole. Make sure there's nothing inside that shoe. Make sure people lace and unlace their shoes. That's very important. Don't just slide them on and slide them off. That could be damaging to the retrocalcaneal bursa and the Achilles tendon, and uh, that can cause some long-term problems. So um, check out the shoes the next time your patients come in. And if it looks like they're wearing on one side more than the other, maybe it's time to uh, change shoes. And um, oftentimes, that alone can be very helpful. So um, if you have any questions about this, uh, please let me know at www.orthoevalpal.com. Go to our Get in Touch page and uh, send us any questions. We're going to be doing a little series on the foot and ankle, some tendinopathy issues coming up here soon. So um, please stay tuned and uh, we will um, continue offering some great content. Again, thank you for listening. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, Go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.